Every offseason, NFL bettors and fans alike eagerly wait for Warren Sharp's football preview book to drop. It's an annual must-read if you're looking to make money betting on the NFL. And for a limited time, you can get this year's edition for free. That's right, 100% free. To get your free copy, simply search the official Sharp Football Analysis Twitter handle, which is SharpFBAnalysis, and click the link in the bio. This free offer won't last long, so hurry and grab your free copy today. Welcome to the Sharp Waiver and Injury Show. I'm your host, Todd Burrows, at Best Ball NFL on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by our waiver expert, Curtis Hirsch, at Curtis Harsh, H-A-R-S-C-H, on Twitter, and by our injuries expert, Tucker Bagley, at T. Bagley Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to the Sharp Angles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts for all four of our weekly podcasts, including this one, as well as the Sharp Betting Show with Ryan McChrystal, Sharp Angles with Dan Pizzuta and Rich Rebar, and Sharp Angles Fantasy with Rich Rebar and the Fantasy Expert of the Week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Warren Sharp on YouTube for fantasy football insight, matchup previews, in-depth stats and analysis, and more. And please feel free to leave a comment and hit that like button. All right, let's get the wrap-up of the week. We'll start with Tucker this week. Yeah, I mean, my my big takeaway from, from week 12 of the NFL season is just how hard it is to sustain success, not just in a year-to-year basis in the NFL, but really a week-to-week basis. I think we've seen a lot of teams that jumped out to a hot start that are kind of faltering now, and teams that started off slow, such as the Cincinnati Bengals, have all of a sudden looked like the team that we saw win the AFC a year ago. And you look over at the NFC, and you have teams like the Packers and the Buccaneers and the Rams, who are you know three of the four best teams in the NFC a year ago and kind of seemed destined for a long run of success all under 500 right now and and all in danger of missing the postseason. I I think with the way, you know, the NFL is set up right now, being successful for a a long, long time, such as the way that the Chiefs have been doing it, the way the Bills have the last couple seasons, it should be commended just how difficult that's become. Curtis. Yeah, definitely agree with you, Tucker. Uh, This next statement's going to hurt a lot, so it, allows me to have some Eagles uh, slander later on in the year, but I definitely respect the Eagles organization. This is a league where they're built. That's making billions of dollars. Each franchise is uh, valued at billions of dollars. And it's like, none of these owners give two shits about what's going on on the field. The team makes money regardless. You got Jim Ursay out here talking about having a coach who doesn't know anything about analytics and how, how that's a good thing. Well, that coach forgot to call a timeout last night and could have cost them the game, probably did cost them the game. Uh, look, I don't like Nick Sirianni, and I don't think he's super qualified for the job when he got hired, but he's doing a good job. I think the Eagles themselves as an organization have invested well in analytics, and they're surrounding him with great minds and giving him all the resources to succeed. Look, Howie Roseman fleeced a couple GMs in training camp. 
He added Mdomik and Sue last week, and he's trying to make the team better every single week. Will they be good enough to win? I surely the hell hope not, but they're trying to do everything in their power to win. Why are they the only team doing this? I, we haven't seen any other team go all out like this this year, and it's it's mind-boggling. So I do commend the Eagles, but I do hope they lose at some point in time. That had to hurt. It did. All right. So for me, I want to talk about the other football with my 30 seconds today. Uh, congratulations to the U.S. soccer team for advancing to the uh, round of 16 at the World Cup. And congratulations to Christian Pulisic, who scored not only scored the winning goal, but left it all out on the field, literally. Uh, I hope he's okay and able to play in the next week. Um, so let's get roving this week um, right into the bye weeks. After having no bye weeks last week, we've got two teams on bye this week. Curtis, Arizona, and Carolina. Um, I know I have a decent amount of those guys, especially in season long. I've got three of my uh, seven advancing teams. No, four of my seven advancing teams somehow have him at quarterback. Um, so uh, give us the takeaway on the uh, position of uh, the bye weeks this week. Yeah, uh, I know you had mentioned earlier in the year, do you look at week 13 playoffs when drafting? And it's only week 13 and 14 buys only really affect FFPC because no other league is, or fantasy football league is smart enough, or is smarter than having league playoffs with bye weeks happening. But I know this adds variance, and that's probably something the FFPC is looking for with their large player pool, so I get it. Um, but I, I think it's more the fact that you need that three week run for the playoffs. So what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. I, I don't think that's something they want, but I don't think that there necessarily is a way around it for them. And I'll, uh, I'll disagree with that take because all the other sites do it. But that, that that's for another day. Okay. But honestly, I don't don't really worry too much about the week 13 buys when drafting just because you've got to win the first 12 weeks to get to this week. So honestly, I'm trying to secure a one or two seed and sometimes having those players not have a buy can help you to get through to that anyways. So then that gives I you agree a, with that. It's, yeah. it's, so that, one that. Most, it's one of the most under thought of uh, things is yes, uh, you won't have them for the playoffs, but you got an extra week of him to get to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, typically, um, with a team like that, I start looking for a good week 13 matchup and, you know, try if I can to get that waiver quarterback a couple weeks out. It and and unfortunately, what's that? Kyler disappeared for a few weeks. So we've had to have a second quarterback for a few weeks now. So. Yeah. Well, I, and some of those I did pick up Colt McCoy because we weren't sure if he was going to play. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, Definitely, they were in the 4 p.m. window once and maybe uh, Sunday night, too. All right, let's get to the meat of the show, the injuries. Uh, Tucker, at quarterback, we, um, we, we've we got Justin Fields still out. We've got Aaron Rodgers pulled up with an injury. And there is this sickness going around the Bills. Um, 
do we know if Josh Allen is one of the people uh, under the weather? I haven't heard anything about you know Josh Allen having any issue with that 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 kind of illness that flu running rampant in the Bills locker room right now. But that's something certainly to to keep an eye on as the week progresses because they have a short week, right? They they um, have to play in New England on on Thursday night back to back Thursday night games for the Bills. As for Aaron Rodgers, is now he's dealing with a rib injury. He said on third or on Monday night that or Sunday night rather that he thought it could have been punctured lungs, and that's why he took himself out of the game. He thought his ribs were broken. All the scans came back negative. He he looks fine as far as that's concerned. It's more of a, a muscle injury, I'm assuming. The, the bigger issue for me, though, with him is that broken thumb that he has on his throwing hand. It's, it's what's called an avulsion fracture. He has a, a torn ligament as well as a broken bone in the thumb on his throwing hand. So that's something that... I think really is going to affect his ability to throw the football. And, and I wouldn't be shocked as if they lose this week or next week, he's just shut down for the rest of the season because there's no use in running out a guy as old as he is to just play meaningless football but with a thumb that's hanging on by a thread. And you mentioned Justin Fields as well, who in fantasy as we kind of enter the playoffs could be a, a guy who swings, you know, playoff matchups. Matt Eberflus laid out, I think three criteria that he had to reach in order to be active against the Jets on Sunday and said he didn't meet any of them. And they're going to basically monitor him throughout the week. And their big thing was they need him to be able to protect himself should he get hit. And they don't think he's there yet. So he was limited in practice all this week. I imagine we're going to see a similar thing um, as we head towards week 13. So it'll be interesting to see just what happens come the weekend because I don't think we're going to have a decision or an announcement until Saturday or Sunday. Curtis, my big question, and and also let us know who you got to to pick up on waivers on this very thin week. But my big question with Fields is, we've seen how low he scores when they wouldn't let him run. You know, what are the chances that he's active this week and he doesn't run? Uh, That's my question, along obviously with who you're looking at at waivers. Yeah, I honestly don't see a reason why Fields would play another snap this year. The long-term goal is to keep him protected, just pack her in for him for the season. The team's losing, the playoffs are out of reach. Why even put him at risk? So I just, A, I dropped him in a couple leagues just because I I saw no way he's getting back on the field and the matchups are pretty rough. So it, it is what it is. I don't see him playing. And if I'm wrong, I guess I'll eat that loss. Yeah, I, I I don't get that, um, but I, I I respect your right to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, but um, all right, let's move over to running back where there was a, a lot of injuries to talk about. Mixon is still out, Fournette missed, Najee went down, Damian Harris went down, CMC has a knee thing, Carter an ankle, and Travis Etienne scared the daylights out of his owners with a foot injury. Tucker. Yeah, I mean, the good news there is Travis Etienne should play this week. Doug Peterson said after the game that he was actually cleared to play after he got hurt, and they just decided to play conservatively and sit him out the rest of the game. So considering he was capable of playing late in the game on Sunday, I imagine he will be active come week 13 without any restrictions. So that's certainly good news there. Christian McCaffrey is certainly an interesting case because he's kind of alone in that backfield right now. Elijah Mitchell's going to miss about six to eight weeks with 
his injury now. And Christian McCaffrey popped up on the injury report with knee irritation. He had um, been listed on injury reports earlier this season with the knee issue. So I think it's just general soreness. I don't think it's anything that that certainly is an indication of a bigger issue, but you kind of look at that backfield It's Christian McCaffrey and not much else behind him. So if he is healthy and if he is active, I don't think we'll see Carolina levels uh, of usage out of him, but I, I think we would see a, a high snap count from him. If he's healthy, um, Damian Harris, I think is going to be out, which means Ramondre Stevenson gets the bulk of the carries against Buffalo on Thursday night. And he mentioned Najee Harris. He went down, I think with an a- abdomen injury and he's been pretty terrible. We've talked about it a few times this year. He hasn't been good this year. He's averaging 3.5 yards per carry. He's, you know, 25th among running backs in, in fantasy points this year. And their backup, Benny Snell, who really hasn't played football in, in quite a while, hasn't gotten a lot of touches, had 12 carries for 65 yards and the game-winning touchdown. Pittsburgh might be better with letting him sit on the bench for a little while and see if he can get healthy. Curtis, um, it's a lot. Yeah, it's um, an interesting, interesting week. It's 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 a lot. Um, who are you looking at picking up at the running back position? Yeah, so uh, do want to quickly touch on it. There's a lot of Twitter doctors, and they're very, <laughs> very difficult to follow and trust. But there is one guy that I do follow, and he's been very, very accurate. And I know he mentioned see, when he saw Harris, it, it didn't look good long term. So I I wouldn't be surprised or yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Najee is unavailable for a long period of time here. And then CMC, he did mention that the best... Can, can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Because we're talking about Najee. Um, Jalen Warren didn't play. Was he hurt? He's got a hamstring injury and didn't practice at all since he left the game a week and a half ago. Boy, I've been sitting on those shares all year. Um, Me too. And now, and now we get the opportunity, but he might not be able to take advantage I, of it. He'll be a. I think uh, Snell is the answer this week. I think Warren is the long-term solution if if Harris does miss time, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does. And then CMC, it looks like uh, he's got some sort of pet patellar tendonitis. I think it was, and the best treatment for that is rest and load management so cmc is the rb1 moving forward doesn't look like it's going to happen if they're leading he's going to be on the sideline and i think that's why we've seen some weird usage from kyle shanahan over these past couple of weeks so yeah i i think they'll rest him if they can right Uh, you know they did play um marsh is that mason yeah, Jordan, um, Jordan. Jordan March. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think they're going to give him, you know, the old CMC workload, but in a tight game, a competitive yeah. game that, that, you know, he's going to he's going to get all the usage. And I do think that the backup running back, if he's healthy, is going to be Debo again. It, it's in the range of outcomes like there. The other options are TDP, who could show up in week 17 and win someone a million bucks if they're they've clinched, clinched the division. And then they've got Tevin Coleman, who Kyle Shanahan seems to want to sneak in whenever he can. So it's it's an interesting situation for sure to keep an eye on. All right, let's move over to wide receiver where all my Mooney shares are dead. Um, Tony has, uh, you know, and Chase 
Are they going to be coming back? Um, those are the only injuries I saw, Tucker. Did I miss any? And your thoughts on those three? No, I mean, those are the three certainly worth talking about. You mentioned Darnell Mooney. He's just done for the season. Um, but with his injury, he's going to undergo surgery. That'll roll him out until the offseason. So as a result, you're down to Equiminius St. Brown and, and Chase Claypool, who hasn't really done much since arriving in Chicago, but they're going to be the two wide receivers there moving forward for the rest of the season. Kadarius Tony, they're considering day-to-day with a hamstring injury, which he was day-to-day with a hamstring injury for probably about 70% of his time as a New York giant over the last two years. So I, I just, I, I fail to get optimistic about it as someone who jumped on the Katerius Tony band bandwagon when he signed with Kansas city. I'm not going to be holding my breath, hoping that he plays this week. I, I think they'll kind of hold him out a little bit longer. And even that, if you look at the target share and what Patrick Mahomes has been doing in recent weeks, He's pretty much, he reminds me a lot of Andy Reid's quarterbacks of the past. I think they had eight different guys catch multiple passes this week, which pretty much ruins everybody's fantasy value on that offense. And then Jamar Chase, he he was back at practice last week. He seems to be moving forward, and I think he's going to be healthy and playing against Kansas City, which would be huge for that Bengals offense because you go back and you look at what he did against Kansas City in the regular season last year, 11 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns. He's a massive weapon if they get him back on the field this week. Yeah. Um, Curtis, um, I see you have Sky Moore as part of your article. Six targets each of the last two weeks. Um, there's, It's a definite maybe, right? Yeah. It's tough. Like Tucker said, I think the that Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is the big winner in this whole Chiefs wide receiver room because there are so many options and not one guy, not one wide receiver is going to get a bulk of the catches, uh, maybe Juju, but it's Kelsey and Mahomes that are the big winners of the being able to throw out a bunch of different guys on that offense. Gotcha. Uh, not much injuries, Tucker, at tight end. Um, one, um, was Isaiah likely missed last week? Um, anything I missed there? No, I mean, you mentioned he, he's out. Dallas Goddard still got another three weeks on the IR or two weeks on the IR, um, as he sits out. So unfortunately it seems like a lost season for a lot of tight ends and just that, that position in general, if you didn't get Travis Kelsey early in your draft, you pretty much are out of luck, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go uh, to you, Curtis, for tight end pickups, your favorite part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Tucker hit the nail on the head. If you don't have Travis Kelsey, you're kind of hooped moving forward. Uh, I'm, I am curious to see what happens with, happens with Goddard because I did see those Rob Gronkowski rumors out there. And are the Eagles reaching out to Rob Gronkowski if Goddard is coming back anytime soon? I sure hope so. I've got a lot of Goddard. I'm I'm with you. I've got him sitting, waiting for a week 15 return, but because the options behind him sure do stink. Yeah, and uh, nobody on the answer to which of the Philly tight ends might get a role is none of them. None. All right, uh, kicker in defense. Um, this is, I think, for a lot of leagues, the last week that you can get. Um, you know, certain people at certain positions. Um, a lot of people will be, you know, in tournament mode, will be ensuring that they have two kickers and a decent amount of people will want two 
kickers and defense for the final run. Um, what, what are you looking at streaming this week? Yeah, streaming, I'm looking to attack the Houston Texans because that offense is incompetent. And I also like the Packers this week. If they can get up early, I think the Bears could struggle with then I'm just making the assumption that Justin Fields isn't playing. So, All right. So let's talk to Tucker about anyone we should be looking back uh, coming from injury. Yeah. Uh, the one name that I would certainly keep an eye on is J.K. Dobbins, the running back in Baltimore. He only played, I think, three games or four games earlier this season after returning from, from an offseason injury. If he comes back and he's healthy, the, the Baltimore Ravens, I think they're third in the NFL right now in yards per carry as a team. Obviously, that's helped out by Lamar Jackson averaging like seven carries or seven yards per carry on his own. But J.K. Dobbins is healthy. He was going to be designated to return from the IR this week, meaning he'll have 21 days to be activated to the the, the roster. Him and Gus Edwards, I think, could really be a, a formidable one-two punch for them. And I, I could see him taking over a lot of work in that backfield from some of the other guys they have down the depth chart. I agree. So uh, we were doing a segment about um, our favorite people to trade for, but the trade deadline passed in most leagues. So we're going to move right into our must add, must drop segment. Tucker, you go first this week. Uh, I would look at adding Jordan Mason. We talked about Christian McCaffrey and, and what he's done and, his knee injury, Jordan Mason was kind of their number two guy on Sunday um, with uh, Elijah Mitchell out. Kyle Shanahan loves going to running backs no one's ever heard of and, and goes, in, goes to running backs that people aren't expecting. I would just drop a, a, a flyer on Jordan Mason to, to see what happens over the next couple weeks. And then I would be interested in dropping Marlon Mack, who I think only had two carries in his first game as a Bronco. They uh, des- designated Mike Boone to return from the IR this week. So I, I think his days as the number two running back in an offense that has just been absolutely putrid this year are, are pretty much numbered. And there's just no value keeping a guy who's going to be number three on the worst scoring offense in football. Curtis. Yeah, let's go Mike Boone. Um, I'm going to go off the board and take a swing with miles Gaskin. I'm a, the number one Mike McDaniel fan. In the league, uh, I do think that offense has so much potential, and it's just two as eight no. So it's basically a Jeff Wilson injury away from being the starting running back again. He's done it in the past, so I'm just going to go with him. Uh, Mostert seems to be battling some sort of injuries, and then I'm just going to drop Kenyon Drake. Uh, they definitely didn't want to play him this weekend, and Gus Edwards is the lead guy, and Dobbins will be back soon. So you can ship Drake off back to the wire. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to throw out Zonovan Knight of the Jets. Okay. You know, still trying to catch lightning in a bottle at running back position. Um, Carter had an ankle. James Robinson was a healthy scratch for Knight last week. They seem to like him, Curtis. Uh, I, I am putting Zonovan Knight. Um, totally as for agree. my – go ahead. Sorry, totally agree. I think they do like him. And any my drop is um, any Ram. I give up. No Stafford. Um, A-Rob is trash. Higby got zero targets this week. I mean, the answer for the Rams might be nobody. Yeah. 
And that's going to do it for this week. Please make sure you're sh- subscribed to Sharp Angles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts for all four of the weekly podcasts, including this one, The Sharp Betting Show with Ryan McChrystal, Sharp Angles with Dan Pizzuta and Rich Rebar, and don't forget about Sharp Angles Fantasy with Rich and the guest of the week. Also, Subscribe to Warren Sharp on YouTube for free fantasy football insight, matchup previews, in-depth stats, and analysis, and more. And if you've never checked out Warren's yearly book on Amazon, I think, you know, look at it now and be ready to buy it for next year. And don't forget to give us a like. That's going to do it for The Waiver Show. We will see you next week.